With my busy life, I use Shipt same-day delivery to keep up. When I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the bag. Shipt, delight in every delivery. Learn more at Shipt.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. I do love an English boy. I Same mean, London boy, man. I mean, if they could just tell me sexy things with their English accent all day, I would be good as gold. So keep up the good work, guys. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast. I'm Lauren, and my God, I love a London boy. Don't you, Julie? Oh, samesies. And we are so excited to be here with you guys to dish and spill the tea. Today we are talking about my current obsession, Bridgerton, also known as How 2020 Redeemed Itself in the 11th Hour. Bridgerton is a Netflix series based on the Regency-era romance novels written by Julia Quinn. Released on Christmas Day 2020, in its first 28 days, it was viewed by a record-breaking 82 million households, breaking the record held by the 2019 release of The Witcher, with a 76 million household viewership in its first 28 days. Bridgerton taught us that even a spoon is sexy when it's inside of the right mouth. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. It's a visual delight. It's like eating a decadent cake without having to count the calories. Season 2 was announced in February of 2021. Uh, The season will follow the love story of Anthony Bridgerton, the eldest brother. Yes, and renewal for seasons 3 and 4 was announced on April 2nd. Season 3 will follow Benedict's love story, which is my fave, and season 4 will follow Colin's love story. I, these books, I started reading the first one, The Duke and I, on January 6th. Of 2021. Of of 2021. And then read all of them in 10 days. All eight books. Something crazy. I tore through those books. I picked up the last paperback copy of Barnes & Noble of the first book, The Duke and I, and finished it in three days. When I started getting them like on my phone through the Nook app for whatever Who's reason. also not a sponsor. Yeah. it. I just flew through them so much faster. Like in 10 hours, I read the second and third book. That's 10 hours. I don't even have time for that. I have three children. I don't know how I did that in 10 hours, but I loved Benedict's story. I loved. He's, he's I'm so excited scrumptious. for Benedict's story. He's so scrumptious. I he can't is. with him. But yeah, so I've really gone overboard and have read... At this point, Julia, I've read almost everything that she's ever written, I think, or that's available on Barnes & Noble. So you've finished the whole Bridgerton series, plus how many more I think I'm on, like, my 26th novel. I'm on my 26th novel that I've read this year. And it's April, guys. Yes. It's April of 2021. Casting for season two. Uh, We have Simone Ashley as Kate Sharma. She was on Sex Education, did a phenomenal job there, 
and she will play Anthony Bridgerton's love interest. Yes, and Sharitha Chadran, which is Edwina Sharma, is Kate's younger half-sister, and she is the diamond of the first water in this season. So Shelley Kahn will play Mary Sharma, who's Kate's stepmother. And Callum Lynch is going to be Theo Sharp. He is a brand new character. He's not in the book, and we have no idea who he is. Rupert Young, who plays Jack, the newest member of the Tawn, connected to one of the most notable families, possibly a Featherington heir. Yeah, we'll possibly. see. Yeah, and we got the news that Reggae John Page is not returning for Bridgerton season two. Which makes sense. I know that the fans were in an uproar about this because they want their Duke of Hastings back. But these books, the way that they're structured is it very specifically follows the love story of whatever Bridgerton sibling it happens to be on. So this is Anthony's story. And in the book, the Duke of Hastings, he's in one scene in one chapter of the book. And so we know that Reggae Jean Page, his career has taken off and he is so busy right now. He was cast in the film adaptation of the board game Dungeons and Dragons. Along with a new Netflix spy thriller called Gray Man, based on Mark Graney's 2009 novel of the same name, it follows a CIA operative turned assassin named Court Gentry. And there's a lot of eye candy in this movie. Yeah. Starring Chris Evans along with Ryan Gosling. And Reggae Jean Page, the three of them. That's a great trifecta. If there is not a scene where all of their shirts are off, I'm going to cry. I mean, as long as I just get to stare at the three of them. Netflix for the win. I know. Come on. This is great. Like, this is helping everyone's mental health. Everyone's (laughs) mental health. Okay. So here's the part of the show. This is where we spill the tea. So if you guys do not want any sort of spoilers, this would be the point where you pause and skip to the end because we are about to spill all of the tea on Bridgerton. So in season two of Bridgerton, we are following Anthony's love story. He, at the end of season one, we see him say, I am done with love. Forget it. Him and Sienna break up. He's super sad. And he's like, I don't need love. So at the beginning of this season, he will say, who's the diamond of the first water? It's Edwina Sharma, Kate's younger sister. And he's like, okay, she'll do. I don't need to love her. I just need her to bear my children. And so Kate is like, "Um, no, you are the worst rake of all rakes. And you are not getting anywhere near my sister. I'm interested to see how that dynamic plays out between Kate and Anthony. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of tension and it's going to be sexual tension on his side. And at first for her, it's just tension. But their chemistry is so hot that they are, they almost can't stand each other, but they can't stay away from each other at the same time. It's going to be good. So is it safe to say that the intimacy coordinator will be busier during season two? Let's just say that the intimacy coordinator is going to be extremely busy for the next seven years with this show because we will see Anthony and Kate get married. Okay. Probably around mid-season, I would guess, kind of like we did in the first season. So there is a lot of tension leading up to their wedding and he can't keep his hands off of her and it's going to be great. 
But also paired with this at the same time, Anthony is trying to come to terms with losing his father at a young age because Edmund Bridgerton died at the age of 38 from a bee sting. Anthony thinks that he too is like destined to die young because he had an uncle that died young. His father died young. So he doesn't think he has the time for love. He doesn't want to lose someone that he loves. So he's like determined to not love Kate. That makes sense. That's why you have that rough exterior in yes. season one. That yeah. made that totally aligns with his character in season one. Yeah. Why you, he's semi-distant yeah. and non-committing. That's why he's protective of Daphne, but also like as the patriarch of the family now, he does his due diligence, but from a distance. Yeah, he's not superly emotionally connected to anyone. Correct. And, you know, we did see a little bit of his vulnerability in Sienna, but I honestly think that she, I don't know if he loved her as much as it was an escape from his life. And we see him knock on her door the night before the duel, like, I could escape my life, you know? And so we will get to see him fall in love and kind of that that healing and, you know, discarding of the toxic masculinity that he puts on every day when he walks out the door. Oh, another interesting thing is that Anthony has a fear of bee stings and Kate has a fear of thunderstorms. So in this season, we get to see both of them face their fears and the bee sting situation is ultimately what makes their marriage inevitable. Go on. So, okay, this is some serious tea. She gets, they're in a garden and she gets stung by a bee, like kind of like by her collarbone. And so Anthony goes into like this sort of like panic attack that she's going to die because he's realizing he's kind of like wants her and he's falling for her. So he tries to suck the venom out of her bee sting, which looks like he's like sucking on her breasts. And then his mom... And I believe it's Lady Featherington and somebody else shows up and sees him in the garden. So he has to say, I will marry you because she's basically ruined. And there's, you know, the biggest gossip in all of London. You know, Lady Featherington sees them and he's like, "Okay, we're getting married. And that's why, you know, he was kind of already thinking that he wanted to a little bit, but that sealed the deal. So she Kate does not go into that marriage thinking that he loves her. She hopes that he will fall in love with her. So similar to, it's an interesting like parallel to Daphne and the Duke's story. Yeah. So it was semi-coerced to happen, but it was coming with good intentions. Yeah. He, you know, it forced his hand, but she, Kate wasn't, you know, making him do that. He was like, okay, I'll, I'll, like, he didn't even stumble over his words. Right. He's just like, I'll marry her. Yeah. Yeah. Same with the Duke. Well, the Duke, he married her, but at the same time before that, he's like, you, I don't want, I can't get married. I can't have children. He had a hesitancy there. There was no real hesitancy with Anthony. His inner struggle is he doesn't want to love someone. And the Duke's inner struggle was... I cannot father children to carry on my father's legacy because my father is horrible and was horrible to me. 
So he wanted to get revenge on, you know. Okay. Yeah. Also, an interesting tidbit in season one. We have met Eloise's future husband, and we have met Penelope's future husband. I have no idea how to take that news. (laughs) Yeah. So Eloise has not met her husband, but we as an audience have met him. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll wait for that season to debut, but you have my attention. Yeah. So it's what I love. Each one of the eight novels follows one of the Bridgerton siblings, but there are parts in the books that overlap a little bit. So before I had read book one, um, I didn't see any of these Easter eggs because I didn't know the story. But after reading all eight of the books, I realized, okay, you guys are setting up as far as season five with little Easter eggs and tidbits that are happening in these earlier seasons. So when it happens, when the reveals happen of these Easter eggs, it's going to be mind blowing because they have been getting us ready for these moments from the beginning. Bees are a theme. We see a bee on Benedict's, it's like on his lapel, there's a pen. It's all over the place. And the thing with the butterflies too is we know that Penelope is Lady Whistledown. So what does a butterfly do? It floats all around. It's like a social butterfly that goes all around and hears all of the things. And she is the one. Oh, that's good symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. It is spreading all of the news. So the Easter eggs are so fun. And that's why I would encourage everyone to read the books because it's just so fun to hunt for those little hints. And after I read book one, I went back and rewatched season one. And I was like, oh, shoot. It's really good. Well, Eloise is one of my favorite feminists in the story. So I'm curious to see how her love story plays out. She takes her own path in her own way. And she does not do it before she's ready. And now that we know that season three and four is for sure happening, I cannot wait to see Benedict's story because that was my favorite book of this series. And it follows a Cinderella story format. Okay, go on. Okay, so just a quick breakdown is there is his love interest. Her name is Sophie, and she is a bastard child of an earl. And he gets remarried, and she has two daughters, and then the dad dies. And then she's ended up treating like a servant. Until one night when they go off to a ball, and Sophie's left at home. All the other servants get her dressed up and ready for a ball, and it's a masked ball, and that's where she meets Benedict. And then she doesn't see him again for two years. So is Madame Delacroix in his storyline? Madame Delacroix is only briefly mentioned, I think, in book four or book five. Oh, okay. So So the rest was done by Netflix. Yeah. But you could imagine that a gentleman would have some kind of mistress. You know, so it isn't far-fetched that that would be his mistress at the time because, you know... May or may not get a reaction out of her when the Cinderella story plays out. Yeah, but at the end of season one, she went off to go somewhere. Madame Delacroix. She, like, went off to France. 
but she, we know she's not French, so we don't really know where she went. Right. And it's not in the books, so we don't know when that will come back into play or what. Okay. Well, Benedict's story is going to be good at the end of yes, the day. Yes, I love him. His little side smile. Right. It just kills me. He's so cute. I just... Okay, and now we are on to the fangirl spotlight of the week, and it goes to... Shonda Rhimes. This is her first production since leaving ABC, and it was a smash success. Mm-hmm. She upgraded... Long story short, she upgraded to a way hotter boyfriend, and his name is Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Netflix is paying Shonda more than $100 million to make amazing shows for them. I'd say she's off to a great start. Yep, she is. The deal was signed somewhere around 2017-2018. Some of those productions include Notes on Love, Inventing Anna, Sunshine Scout, which is a dark comedy, and The Warmth of Other Suns, to name a few. In 2014, Shonda Rhimes published a book called A Year of Yes, and it is totally worth a read. It's a beautiful memoir written by one of the most genius minds of our time, and it follows a year of her life where she stopped saying no and started saying yes to things that scared her. I recommend listening to the audiobook because it is read by Shonda Rhimes herself, and it is just a great storytelling experience. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all our latest episodes. We want to answer your burning questions, so like our community page on Facebook and join the conversation. Join us next week as we strip down the men in kilts. See See you you next time. Our disclaimer. Drop that sexy disclaimer. (laughs) Do it, girl. Uh, We are not affiliated with Shonda Rhimes, Bridgerton, Netflix, or Julia Quinn. We are just two very dedicated fans who love the show that they produced. We are very dedicated. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.